right. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Malinsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and to contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Yes, team, family, everybody, first time listener, whomever is hearing this, if you'd like to join us on the wider internet, by all means, join us. We are at trustthejourney.today, that's our website, or Instagram. And if you'd like to join our Trust the Journey family where we expand the dialogue and support each other and love each other and all of those good things, please do so. That you scroll down on the website all the way down and there's a button where you can donate on Patreon. Any amount will get you into the Trust the Journey family, some a dollar, whatever. We just want to people want to invite people to join us. So yeah, that's it, fam. Let's uh, let's dive in and do this thing. So today is our two-year anniversary episode. Woo! Give it two. Oh Give my two. god! Two. I can't even believe that. That flew by. I can't even believe that's true. I know. <laughs> I'm amazed in a really cool way. We're toddlers now. We can we can like walk on wobbly legs as podcasters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Oh my I god! I found that to be a, a very accurate description of you know the maturity level within our um, you know ex- experience that we have accrued over the last two years. I know it's true. It's true. I think that that humility, you know, is actually a big deal relative to growing in a in any medium or in any skill set and i i definitely feel that you know it's not just like oh we're we're humble as fuck as podcasters it's more like no i we just are because shit this is no joke it's and that's the thing i posted that on on facebook sharing yesterday yesterday was the actual two-year anniversary day and it's it's awesome that we're we are recording today to reflect on it um but yeah i i i wrote that and how publishing an episode aka recording editing learning how to do it publishing Every two weeks for two years is no joke. Like that that is no joke. I'm extremely proud of us for doing that. Me too. Yeah, it takes something to do that. I um I feel like when we started off, we really didn't have any plan as to what we were gonna do. It was very much just we're gonna see what happens we're going to start talking and we're going to start rolling and we're going to roll tape and we're going to see what we end up recording and the intention wasn't even to to put it to air it was just for us to record what we were saying so that we could have a recording of it and as that matured and we're like hey we actually should just release our conversations so that we're opening our conversation so that we're inviting others into the conversation so that we're expanding our circles and so that then and the development of the concept of our show is built around that our whole motto our mission is built around wanting to like hey what do we want to do here what is this all about why are we even choosing to do something 
that engages the public space, right. steps up on a stoke box or says, hey, let's talk, you know. And I'm pretty stoked about it. I feel like the response that we've had so far from our listeners, from the feedback that I've received has been extremely positive. And there's nothing but gratitude and community forming around the concept of opening the conversation, sharing, being vulnerable, being humble, all the things we say, yeah, we mean, yeah. Actually doing it, living into it. And that's the thing, you know, I think... Uh, it's, I feel like it's a really important piece of leadership to share your humanity. You know, like you're a world champion for God's sakes. Like, I don't, you know, I could say a million things about myself, but you know, like we've done big things in spaces that could be put on pedestals that are put on pedestals. You know, writing books and all the, you know, all the things. Yeah. And it's so important to me to consistently be be sharing my humanity, like our humanity, so that people that have goals and dreams that maybe have one of us on a pedestal or something like that can listen and go, oh, they're just people, you know, they're, they struggle too, they are afraid too, they cry too, they don't know what they're fucking doing too, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> you know, and so that goes back to my very first share about two years publishing is no joke, it's not just from the like, yay, we know how to do the tech and we know how to do the thing and when we consistently follow through on something when we don't know what the fuck we're doing, when we are uncertain, when we feel afraid, when we're overwhelmed, when we are, you know, all of those things, that I think really critically teaches us what we are capable of doing. So when we find ourselves facing challenge in other areas of life, it's like I can do hard things. I can show up and be, you know, and not to say that, I mean, this space is a little bit unique in the sense too, because another thing that I wrote down to reflect on is how healthy and, and healing this space is for me personally, you know, like how I get to talk to my friend and he gets to support me and I get to be supported by him, you know, that really serves me as a person. You know what I mean? It just so happens that we're also sharing it in a public space. But so that makes it theoretically a little bit, quote unquote, easier to show up. Um, but it's easy to not show up unless you have that real ferocious commitment to doing so. And for me, at least, a belief in what that consistent follow through and that consistency and showing up and building friendship and building relationship and building something out of nothing, what that can actually deliver us. It's the 10,000 times or 10 years to mastery. Yeah, right? exactly. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours, 10,000 practices, 10,000 years. Yep. Yeah. It's that whole um, ideology of, you just have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And I feel like 
at least for myself, and I think I'm, I can speak on your behalf here with a fair bit of confidence. The bigger reason for wanting to practice, to have a schedule, schedule ritualized, committed, unwavering practice of showing up to speak, showing up to share, showing up to be present, showing up to listen, that this practice is very spiritual and it's something that if we want to have a voice in the world that has any weight behind it, a voice that can be trusted, a voice that is known, a voice that can be respected, and an ear to be able to be shared too as well, to be able to have the trust received from others that this is somebody who I can feel safe, creates a safe space for me to be able to share into, is what we're practicing. And that's in order to be able to create lives for ourselves that allow us to reach and connect more people. Absolutely. A hundred percent. One million percent. I... magnify double echo one yeah (laughs) super super invite yeah no yes 100 percent no no yes Yes. no yes like all of that yes and I'll tell you the way that shows up for me is I can I can feel it I can feel it in myself when I am out in the world stepping on a stage of of some version of a stage, quote unquote, aka speaking publicly, whether it is in a public speaking scenario, whether it is with a new person, um, whether it just really just stepping into my voice in literally any form, I can feel how this practice and being in dialogue with you in this space for the purpose upon which this space is built absolutely serves me in in the rest of the world, in the rest of my work as well. And I'm so thankful for that because that's, yeah, that's making and helping me and us have more impact, positive impact in this world and with other people. I'm just I'm so fucking fired up about that. It really, really is real. Yeah. I would like to... Um kind of turn things around to the listener for a second and reflect outwardly towards everybody in the audience space who has taken the time to push play even once to listen and to take the time to open up some of their most precious commodity, which is their time and allow us to share some of that. And for me there, I have just massive gratitude for anybody who if, if you've come even once or if you come back over and over and over again, it makes no difference to me. I'm so grateful to everybody who chooses to say, let's hear what Mel and Jay have to say and what they want to share and what they're about. And for those of you who choose to continue to engage even further by joining the family, oh my God, I'm just so grateful for that collective space that we're all curating together and for that family that exists because of the people who have chosen into it. Uh, That chosen family is just so powerful. So thank you to you, Mel, and to our audience and to everybody who supports us in this project. And I'm incredibly grateful for the safety of this space for myself. As we said, we've we've had our mutual therapy sessions on the show here. We're like, hey, we just need, let's just talk a little and get through life. today, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little sharing is good, right? Actually, sharing is all there is. It's fantastic. So 
Huge, huge ups to everybody. Thank you for all our listeners. Thank you for everybody. And it sounds like at the end, the wrap of the show because that's what we say every time. And, and it's again, it, I'll just reinforce that that gratitude is not a script in no, any way. No, it, there's no script in there. That's this is truly we love you. We are so grateful when you take the time to listen. And if you're listening to me speak on this moment right now, this I love you is for you specifically. Oh, that like brought some tears to my eyes because I know it's so true. I know it's real. It's real. It really is like, it's amazing. And I, for those listening, just, yeah, I agree. And I, I echo those feelings. It's, I say that a lot, like I'm a, to, to people, I know this might sound weird, but I, I love you, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But it's true. Like there's a piece of me that really deeply believes in that we're all we are all one. We are all connected. You know, I love I love each person. I may not invite them close to me in my life physically, you know, emotionally, but I still love you all. Love everyone. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, back to the listening piece, too, is. I feel like, interestingly, as a life coach, I get a lot of opportunity to listen because I sit on phone calls with people who get to share into that safe, trusted space. And I feel like in this space, I have learned so much more about being a better listener because this is a space where I get to share about myself you know, where I get to talk about my uh, thoughts and opinions. And it's not that I don't share that in a life coaching space, but that space is very critically held for the other. And so it's a different dynamic than this. And so that's been a cool learning growth process for me. I feel like I remember when we first were starting, I would, you know, want to interject and I would be listening to say my next things. I had this really great thought to add to Jay's thought and I'm, I definitely still do that, you know, and I also definitely now have consciousness to not interjecting, to really being patient and being bringing true presence to listening to you. And that has helped me a lot. And I'm grateful for that as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You know, I've learned so much about listening and listening is truly the the art of conversation is based in becoming a powerful listener, right? Learning how to truly absorb what's being shared, be able to allow it to swirl around inside of our minds and actually become our thoughts rather than just superimposing our own thoughts onto whatever else somebody's sharing all the time. One of the things that's helped me a lot to learn how to do that is exactly what I did just now as you were speaking. And I had a bubble of thought occurred, something I want to share. And instead of just pushing it to the front of my mind, I just notated it quickly, a little scribble shorthand note. Now it's out of my thoughts. And now it's on the paper and it's there for when or if the time arises for that to be able to be included. But I'm able to be back on page with Mel and her share. Thank you. Because <laughs> I unloaded my own ego, which bubbled to the surface. 
It's so funny how that happens. Isn't it? It's like all the time. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing that's challenging with this environment especially is we're here to to be conversationalists, right? right? Like the whole point is to speak. And so there's an irony between learning to listen when you're somewhere where you're supposed to be talking. <laughs> I just had a vision of us just sitting here on Zoom, you know, people on who are only listening on the podcast, people who are watching on YouTube would see it. But I just had this vision of us being like, just looking at each other, nodding, <laughs> just like having a connected moment. And the podcast listeners, <laughs> yeah, I know it does, but I'm like, it's just so comical to me, the idea of like, mm-hmm. And like no audio. <laughs> I like the the silent moments. I think uh, it's um, very pure and honest when we get uh, the little moments in between thoughts or when you're actually processing. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, and, and I wish I could attribute correctly where it comes from, but um, my first wife, Tucci, is the one who shared it with me. And she says, um, music is the the silence is as important as the note right yes. so those pauses those silences in between what's being shared are equally valuable yeah whether it's in conversation or whether it's in music that time to just kind of let it simmer let your tea steep mm-hmm. per se you know yeah yeah absolutely 100% i mean everything <laughs> my useful my useful reflections back yep 100 percent. totally agree <laughs> like uh. so for our um listening audience today rather than our viewing audience our viewing audience will see that i've showed up very colorfully today i brought my a gift that a friend gave me yesterday which is this nice bandana nice. and i decided to sport it based on um the um honoring the idea of always being a student and always being a warrior and showing up to practice and the joy the, uh, there was a thought in my mind that came up which was to do with the karate kid right the the classic movie of mr miyagi and the karate kid who wants to learn and the, the old teacher who will teach him but he has to do it his way so that there's this patience that's required and there's this practice that's required and you know the karate kid's got his little headband so he's like doing his you know preparation by donning his his sweaty headband for his practice and i've been using the analogies from the karate kid my whole uh, career as an athlete both as the being on the training side of it as the athletic side of it and as a coach being on the Mr. Miyagi side of it as the one who knows the secrets and sharing them with younger others who want to learn. And I love the uh, the dichotomy of how that role is continually in both places where we all have that mastery deep down inside of us that has the eternal knowing, you know, that wise aged wisdom that lives in our gut that just knows the right way to do things. And we all have that childish, juvenile, adolescent eagerness to want to 
perform well at something or to have a skill have acquired or reached a level to have attained to that like that getting somewhere achieving something kind of expression and the, the beauty of that is the duality that we're always on both sides of the story we're always trying to aspire and we already actually know mm. i if you know about me you know i love polarity i love the black and white and everything in between concept so I wanted to embody that with this whole thing. I, I was just going to say, like, the visual of you absolutely embodies that today. That, it's beautiful. That's what I was going for. It's yeah, totally thanks. beautiful. Yeah, for peeps listening, it's like this amazing mandala, rainbow, beautiful. Sacred geometry. Sacred geometry behind Jay's rocking the Trust the Journey shirt and the black and white headband. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, what's funny is that for some reason today... I was like, I just kind of want to wear a you know special shirt too. Even though comically I didn't choose the Trust the Journey shirt, I chose my New York shirt, which you can't really see, but I have a New York shirt. But oh, yeah. the necklace that I put on is from my friend Pam, and it's this beautiful beads and you know I don't even know what these are called, but I love it. And she got this for me. It's a it was just a thoughtful present, but basically why I bring Pam up is that Pam and I preceded Trust the Journey in that we were doing sort of a youtube show thing with, with the same premise of Trust the Journey, where we would get on Zoom and we would record our conversations because she is a deeply spiritual person, also fierce and amazing in entrepreneurship and creating from nothing and collaborating with aligned partners. She's really, really, really powerful force in the world for good. And so I'm so thankful for her as my friend. But what I'm just now sort of thinking about is how that work that we did together, just again, throwing paint on the wall with each other, helped to support me and us into this format because it was a really, it's a really great format. And that space for conversation and the sharing of conversation and the intention for those conversations to be of value to both the people in it and the people listening. So anyway, I just wanted to give my friend Pam a shout out. And I didn't realize why I put this on this morning, but now I know. <laughs> so that necklace is a, it's a Buddhist mala, a prayer necklace. And it's got 108 beads on it. And each one of them is, should be uh, held for a meditation and a prayer, much like the Christian rosary, right? And so it's that same, um, spiritual repetitive practice of moving through something over and over and over again without any real intention of like trying to perfect it it's really just the process of continuing to do it and dedicating time to it so there's some beautiful irony in that practice as well i love that oh my god yeah i also I mean... have one of those that was gifted to me by a good friend and i absolutely adore it it's one of my favoritest things to wear and every time i go to get it to put it on i'm just like Gah. yeah I'm it like, like feels <sighs> good yeah oh, it yeah. totally feels good it's it's definitely a thing where my when my intuition calls me to wear it i wear it and yeah. it doesn't always you know it's definitely not always that i wear it but when i want to i i do yeah so let's take a little break away from other uh, where we were right now let's jump back to 
our the last two years, I want to just pose a question, interview Mel a little bit here. Over the last two years of all the episodes that we've recorded, and so we've done, what, like 58 that we've released yep. and another 15 or so that we didn't release. That's right. Yeah. What, what episodes stick out to you? Like first come to what's the first thought that comes to mind about when you think about the last couple of years of sharing and recording memories or... The, the virtual montage. Yeah, the se. virtual montage. The yeah. very first thing instantly that comes to mind is when I shared about my gram. That Aww. is that definitely is and it was more recent, but that definitely was a very powerful episode where I was sharing about my own spiritual journey. That's a really important episode for me and I would definitely invite people listening now who haven't heard that to go and check it out. I feel very very grateful to have had the space to share about my spiritual journey, but specifically about my gram. And that was very recent, right? That it was, was like recent. episode 50 or 51. Yeah, it was recent. Yeah. yeah. Yep, totally. I awesome. definitely want the, and I'll share more, but I would love to hear your initial feeling on that. On that episode or on no, the question? No, 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 no. Not on my episode. What is the one that sticks out or to, what ones stick out to you over the last couple of years? Because I, I have some that I would say from earlier days, but let's maybe bounce back and forth. Well, that's actually, it's an interesting to turn the question back on myself because I really hadn't thought about it. And I had already kind of looked at the list a little bit. So I feel a little skewed by <laughs> having referred to it in different ways of sorting or organizing because that's how my brain does things i'm like oh what's the most popular one which one was listened to the <laughs> nice. most which one's and been I the never, oldest you know? yeah yeah you never do that i never yeah. look at that <laughs> yeah so um i have to say that the episodes that have had the most impact for me are the times when we've discussed our um psychedelic spiritual encounters and the ayahuasca episode which is episode number 11 which is one of our most popular episodes ever that one for me was a really big share and i feel like having a greater impact in the world like if we're really going to talk about our spirituality and our deeper knowing and who we are and why and what's changed us and made us into who we are today and continues to push us to grow and develop i can't ignore that those the episode on ayahuasca and any time that we've talked about the psychedelic journey has been very very powerful for me i agree I agree. Partly, my the episode uh, about my gram is is absolutely highlighting that as well. I would yeah. also say episode eleven, and I'd say it for a slightly different reason because when we recorded that episode, uh, I was I had never done any psychedelic <sighs> ceremonial healing at that point. And I was really in the inquiry and the research trying to learn more because I was believing that it could be a real true healing path for me. And obviously, if you've listened to any of the further episodes, it absolutely has been. And I'm a huge champion of that as an avenue for healing for, the, for people who it's right for. Um, and as per every episode, not supporting doing anything illegal or anything like that but in in legal and safe ways i absolutely support that um, but episode 11 was awesome because i was 
positioned and actually was the person who was unsure and wanted to ask questions as a total non-experienced newbie person, asking someone who has more experience to help educate me. And so my hope is that that episode helped other people in a similar place as I was then. Awesome. That we have a second episode that was on psychedelics, and that was episode 29. Just kind of skimming through the list here really quick. And that was another one with a deeper share, kind of having more expounded view on things. As I scroll the list really quickly and just kind of remind myself of the different titles of the different talks, I cannot help but just hit like ping points right away where I'm like fear, art, love, music, like these like main, I would think these are like pillars in life for me. Uh, So the episode on fear, the episode on art, the episode on music and the episode on self-love all just jump right off the page. Yeah. I, I agree. Again, I'm, it's kind of boring, my responses today, but it's true. The art episode, I remember that when we when we finished, we were like, shit, that went like, that was like instantaneously over. It was yeah. like so quickly over because we were both in such just like, ah, like earnest, energetic excitement over talking about this thing, this, this, this pillar, this uh, piece of the life puzzle whatever that really impacted us I yeah that's a big one I really invite people to listen to that and and yeah the fear episodes where we expand on fear and how we move through that I think that's super important as well because that's another another way to be like you're we're gonna gonna feel the fear doing anything where we're trying to grow where we're moving toward a goal that we want to achieve but we haven't achieved it yet when we're putting ourselves out there in a vulnerable way like all the different ways that fear can show up i think it's just you feel less alone when you hear people talking about it you know you know well our society has bred us to and trained us to have fear as a negative value that there's something um to avoid that it's something that implies danger that there's whenever that there's fear that we should back away or we should you know not not go down this road in whatever aspect that might be it might not be physical danger it might just be you know shame or embarrassment or you know just risk of being vulnerable in any way. And so with the conscious recognition that fear is truly an asset, it's an incredibly valuable uh, ally. It is our ally in which we leverage this tool to, you know, decide which way to make our decisions. And it's not just move away from, it's align ourselves with understand, recognize, you know, give it the opportunity to speak and hear it and take the value of what it has to offer and then make a decision taking all factors into consideration. You know, I'm, yeah. I've, I love, I love fear. I found myself addicted to fear at times. Yeah. Right? Crazy. Yeah. It's definitely a guide. I love that reframe though of fear as our ally. That's super, super key. I mean, otherwise oh, it's just so much harder. 
You know, mm-hmm. like fear is not failure. Feelings are not failure. I've said that for a long time and I mean it and I still believe it. I still believe what? it. The self-love episode that you pointed to as well, that that to me, I remember that one feeling like a vulnerable share in the sense that I write historically before certain episodes that we've done where where I've shared more personally is that where my the medium where I would always share like that is my writing. And so that's a slightly more removed version of sharing. Like there's a little bit more distance between being seen as a writer and being seen as speaking it real time, authentically sharing it real time, having emotion come up, stuff like that. And yeah, I feel like I remember that episode feeling brave because like telling the story where I felt super lonely and needed to hug myself and figure like all of those things. I mean, you'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but um, yeah. I remember that feeling consistently, like pretty brave. What's funny, guys, is that I think Jay froze. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> What's so amazing, Jay, about what just happened is that I totally shared this amazing long thing, and I knew you were frozen on Zoom. So I'm like, I know he's probably not hearing me. But then as yeah. soon as I finished, I was like, what's hilarious is Jay's frozen. And then you came back. <laughs> Uh, it's a fairly it's a it's a really odd feeling when you see that you have an internet lag and you're like okay how long is this going to go is it going to be a one second glitch a two second glitch you know should i start speaking should i do anything should i just stay silent and at some point i'm just like i'm just going to sit here awkwardly and eventually things will start back up again and we'll move and i but it's such an uncomfortable moment it's so uncomfortable because i'm like i'm sharing this deep and meaningful shit jay can't hear it he's totally not going to be able to respond but basically all i said was that that episode of self-love felt brave to me because i was sharing about things that were very personal to me that were very painful to me but critical steps in my in my growth as a person and and learning how to love myself. But that really felt brave because I was speaking it into a space. And I think, you know, any times that I touch a spot where I cry, I'm I'm way less afraid of doing that now. But it's never the most comfortable to feel like you're that vulnerably seen. Well, of course not. I mean, that's another part of our conditioning from the society that we're born into. in the West of, you know, hide your emotions and, and not be, don't, do not show weakness, you know, or weakness is not okay. And that's, we're all authorized to be weak, you know, allow yourself to be supported, allow yourself to be weak, share, be vulnerable. It's so much more honest and real and accessible and, and people will connect if you're vulnerable. And if we pretend like we're impenetrable, then there's nothing to connect to. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's I believe, truly one of the cri- like critical components to really leveling up. You know, for people who want to achieve more, we can only go so far as we are loved and seen and heard and held. Yeah. By ourselves and by those we trust. 
So let me spin things on its head a little bit and let's go the other side. Let's go positive, negative. What have been your like uh, moments so far with the with the oh. show? Oh my god! Oh, sorry, big yawn. Oh, big yawn, big stretch. Oh, my ugh moments. Oh god, I feel like I've said this. <laughs> I feel like I said this at the year mark. <laughs> this still makes me cringe. Is listening back and debriefing oneself and hearing when I <laughs> go back to saying like too much when I go back to saying you know 80 fucking times a sentence when I go you know those as I just did it those things are tough to break and and once you're aware of those types of of verbal tics and and sharing tics I feel like it's just like painful to hear it but it's great because it's helping me you know, I have more consciousness to those things. I don't think it's bad to say those things ever because I think then you kind of sound weird and robotic and not normal. But there's a difference between saying like and you know a little bit versus a lot. So that's sort of still cringeworthy for me. Um, and then, of course, on the on the side of of me as your teammate in the times that I've fucked up or you know, shown up unprepared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sucks. That's the worst, you know? I'm like, oh. oh, man. And we're holding each other accountable and you're reflecting to me what, uh, you know, I can't see for myself in those moments. And that's hard, but that's, it's really awesome. But that's that's definitely hard. But that's a piece of the teamwork that's so important and I'm 100% on board for. So even though it's like, oh, in the moment, it's it's really, really great. Oh. I totally understand how that if it, how it feels on both sides, right? When you flail, like when Mel's like messaging me, like, "Are you gonna join on this call?" And I'm like, "What call? I'm supposed to be? Oh my god, I'm supposed to be online right now? Oh dang, you know?" And like freaking out, like completely flailing on attendance uh. or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we flail. Oh, we yeah. flail. Yeah. That's what makes the follow through and the fact that we've achieved our our two years with with true uh consistency really impressive because everyone flails everyone does and so we have two and anyway please say more so well i i cringe like i cringe so if just every time i think about the fact that our first 15 or 20 episodes have really crappy audio <laughs> yeah. i just go oh my god i can't believe i allowed that to happen you know like <laughs> even even considered that as a possibility like now when i think about the fact that we just recorded with our you know headphone microphone i'm just like oh no it sounds so bad how could i as an audiophile even partially excuse that as being acceptable and it's just the immaturity you know it's just not having made a plan didn't didn't think things through just kind of started doing stuff and it and and would I change it? No. Would I go back and do it over again? No. If I start another podcast, will it be like that? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But would I go back and make Trust the Journey any different? No. It's about the journey. It's about going, okay, let's go ahead and get this started. Here we go, Mel. What do we do? 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. we're like, I don't know, we got to learn how to publish a podcast and, you know, and learn how to record it. And we start doing the research and go, oh, we've been doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I'm good with that. I'm okay with, you know, having to do things over again and over again and over again in order to get better at them because I'm, I understand that the iterative process is how I learn and it's frustrating Trust me, it's frustrating, you know, when I have to take the same screw out and put it back in and take it out and put it back in and take it out and put it back in and bust my knuckles doing something over and over and over again, whether that's a metaphor for repeating a show, you know, over years, or whether it's actually building something and taking it apart to get it to fit and work well together. It's the same thing, you know, that refinement of process comes through the practice. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting if I reflect on, I am being systematically stripped of perfectionism, (laughs) you know, and it's not just trust the journey that's in life, of course, but it's such a good microcosm of that where you can and definitely want to operate to a high standard, right? And we hold ourselves to a high standard and higher and higher as we go along. And one of the greatest things to so to go to the other side of of the question that you asked is the teamwork that that you mostly lead, you know, like the the process, the structure behind the scenes, it's so, so, so valuable. I mean, I have definitely done that in the past, but I wasn't bringing that to this to this project at all. And you really brought that in. And we've followed through on that as well. I mean, certainly, as with everything, imperfectly. But for the most part, we have our debriefs. We when we need strategy sessions, we we have them and we have them fairly consistently. We have our annual reviews and we really reflect we talk about what and how this is fitting into our personal lives to make sure we're supporting that as first you know yeah we need to schedule that because we're yeah. coming up on the end of the year <laughs> yeah i know exactly exactly yeah. right and that's the thing is that i know we will and that's something i just want to acknowledge and recognize and and share that is one of the most awesome things and i think there that's a critical piece of leadership and building something that has legs that can grow into so we're on our wobbly toddler legs right now but (laughs) right because we have a process and a and a facilitated mutually committed to process for debrief for growth for reflection and for recommitment to goals and action that's how and why we've been able to do what we've been able to do and how and why, however this project might evolve in the future, how we'll be able to do that as well. So I think that's one of the most awesome things on top of me being personally stripped of perfectionism. (laughs) I think there's a beautiful irony for both of us in both aspects of 
uh, aspiring to improve constantly of wanting to take to be vulnerable enough to do a debrief right to say okay here's where my i look at my own performance and say this is where i did poorly this is where i'm okay with what i did this is where i'm really happy with what i did and here's what i'm going to do to change things in order to prove them the next time around and here's what i'm going to do again in order to ensure that i'm practicing the things that have a positive value that that whole process really really has a lot in it and I lost my thought of where I was going completely. Well, I don't, I'm sure if it's awesome, it'll come back. That's what happens. But yeah. anyway, that process is so critical. I, I definitely have done that process in other areas of my life. And I'm bringing it to, for example, to highlight our, our skydiving, our pro skydiving team, that I, I am the one leading that I'm making sure we do our debriefs, you know, and it's not that Amy or other people wouldn't lead and, and facilitate a debrief, but I am ferociously committed to that practice and process for our team. And that is has been bolstered by how we've done it here in Trust the Journey. And I'm just really appreciative and grateful for that. And that ripple effect is very real. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm super blessed right now. Literally today, I'm doing another session, which I've been involved with uh, Shannon Pilcher. He is doing high performance team development for our company, Flight One, right now. And so it's a leadership team development and high performing team development. And it's really cool. I really like being involved in continued education and learning that is highly focused and targeted specifically to develop skills that are surrounding communication, surrounding um, effective use of time, um, development of interpersonal skills, you know, learning to listen, learning to share, learning to work as a team, all these pieces. And a lot of it is reinforcement of things that have popped up repeatedly through the last you know 25 years of skydiving teams i mean i've almost always been on a team in the over the last 25 years there's been very few gaps that were quite short where i wasn't actually on a on a team of some type and i really value the the team environment as you know even though i find myself i've always thought of myself as a lone wolf and somebody who's like out there you know, charging on my own path, like cutting my own path through life in whatever way that, you know, can be described. And I've even been made fun of and prodded for my nature of just being somebody who finds their own way. I still, it's the same polarity thing where I like to go figure it out on my own, but doing it as a team is so much more efficient and so much more effective. And there's such an irreplaceable value that cannot be learned by doing something on your own. You have to have that shared environment in order to develop the skills that come from working as a, as a group, as a team. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I, I say that too. That's one of the things that trust the journey has very much helped me do as well is that I've been a part of teams as well. But um, it, when it comes to this type of creating, I have not. I have for many years, I was, it was just me, just yeah. me doing the life coach thing, doing the f fucking videos, and I'm all about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about it. I'm glad and grateful for all of that time. And it's, it was a true eye opener when I started to shift to really invite people in to collaborate with. 
You know, this feels like a true collaboration, absolutely a team, you know, and it's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. Even, but it's not, it's also not for the faint of heart, you know, it's not like fucking sunbursts and puppy dogs and rainbows, although it is sunbursts and rainbows for us all the time because that's how we roll and who we are. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm not even finding words, but it's, it's so valuable. I'm so well, grateful. I'm going to throw a statistic on the table because I think that's, for me, those are fun. I like numbers. It, it you know. motivates me and it allows me to help set goals. And when I have clear goals, then I know which way to go or what to, you know, what to do in order to work towards those goals. And I don't, know that this has necessarily been a goal for us as per se like if you look at it from the egotistical sense our audience the reason why we have or desire to have an audience is for the purpose of connection so that what we can offer can have as much value as possible but also so that we can receive you know, it's it's an equal directional um, energy of like what we're putting out is coming back in opportunities for us to have other examples to look at. I mean, there's so many that I could think about inside of our audience who people who reach back to us and have something to say, have something to share, have something to contribute. And you're like, wow, look at these amazing people and how they present and how they're humble and how they're looking for connection and how they're vulnerable and all the things that they're doing to, you know, foster the same mission that we've created for ourselves. And the, the statistic I was going to throw out is our listening. Uh, so, so far in the last two years, we're up to over 21,000 plays on our show. And I think that's amazing because I don't feel like I could reach that many people just even fathoming like how many people do I know how many people could I might reach through my Facebook or through Instagram you know like what's the true size of the audience and just to know that there's been over 20,000 times when somebody out there has been like I'm going to listen to what Mel and Jay have to say even if it's only for a few minutes I think it's amazing I'm super honored by it and it motivates me to go okay well if we've been able to have a positive impact on this scale of a group of people already what can we do to continue to expound upon that and i invite anybody who's listening to this episode to jump in give office some feedback you can reach us directly through our emails you can reach us at our instagram account is super easy you can dm us on instagram that's one of the best ways to get hold of us and then of course we've got our trust the journey family if you just want to jump in and be a member of the family and be like these guys are on the right path let's do this together then you just join on patreon and we'll include you in the trust the journey family which is such a great group of peeps Yeah, and the Trust the Journey family is so awesome because that wasn't obviously initially a thing. You know, we created that. I can't remember, honestly, when we created it, but it wasn't instantaneous, that's for sure. And so it's relatively new in the last year. And what's cool is that it really gives us all, every one of us in that space, the, the opportunity to be vulnerable, 
to be vulnerable, to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our unique and own versions of, you know, vulnerability, humility, trust, and all the things that we say, it's really happening, you know, like that it, it's, that's the actionable experience of those words in a digital space, right? This happens certainly in human space, but yeah, Jay, go ahead. Well, it's digital for now. Yeah, but we definitely have our overlaps already in our in our lives outside of the, the podcast sense of you know just recording or, or connecting online. We have lots of layers of overlap inside of these communities, and I very clearly foresee a day when we'll be having some get-togethers and having you know our family connecting and growing and sharing and that's very exciting oh it's so exciting and this is one thing that's kind of random seemingly random but the when we did the the talk the trust the journey talks at the parachute industry association symposium that was cool even though that's not something we've taken and obviously in times of covid when we can't gather currently in large groups uh I still I see that also as something that's potentially coming for us where we're going to maybe share and facilitate a bit more in that type of format as well. Having a lot of experience, you know, now facilitating just these open dialogues, these open spaces for sharing. It's it's really, really cool. I'm excited about all of it. I'm honored. I'm so thankful to to you, Jay, and to everyone listening and yeah, it's just it's just cool. It's just cool. I'm just stoked and happy and grateful to be a part of this creating and connecting. It's just wonderful. What do you see um, or what thoughts have you had about about the future of the show? So we're two years in. I, I didn't we never planned to go past you know anything we didn't make any plan we just started doing it yeah so is there anything that you are dreaming about or see happening in the near future or would like to have happen yeah i mean we've talked about it a number of times and we've had just simply too much on our plate to not prioritize this but i do like the idea of inviting guests into our space because we've we talk a lot (laughs) And we always have a lot to say because we're humans and we're on a human experience and we're always growing. So I think our conversations are, like we've said already, high value for each of us individually and high value hopefully for those listening. My hope in terms of growth of the show and the contribution is to bring people into our space and invite them into the same type of experience with us, of vulnerable sharing, of conscious connecting and all of those things. So that excites me, even though I don't feel like, oh, we have to do it right now. We have to invite someone on next week. I still feel like that's a beautiful potential idea percolating for us. Yeah, I I echo that sentiment entirely. And I have some ideas for us, actually. I've been chewing on some thoughts recently. So we'll share those (laughs) uh, in our... um, Strategy sesh. Strategy sessions, yes. Oh. Any final thoughts, my friend? What a congratulations to you and to to us. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I am too. I you know, I guess I do you know, I'm pretty good at summary statements. I think that's one of my superpowers is do being it. able to just kind of step back and put take a bunch of things and condense it down into a few things. And I would say so far from the last two years of producing and sharing this show 
the personal growth that's come out of it for me, the confidence that's come out of it for me, uh, which is still scratching the surface, is still just getting started. I still very much feel like a toddler. It's, but it's immeasurable. So the value is immeasurable, right? The value of just going for it and just getting started and just doing it. And our, our most listened to show is episode one, right? It's got the most clicks because that makes sense. But the second most clicks is episode five. It's first steps of never being ready, right? Just, just never being ready, but just starting. And we very much did that with this show. And I can very much say that what I've learned from this show is if you want to get good at anything, you need to start doing it. And that means not knowing what you're doing when you start and just, but just start doing it. So I am extremely grateful for the fact that we just stuck our necks out and I appreciate your willingness to put your neck out and say, I'm going to start doing a podcast with Jay and we're going to do this podcast and we don't even haven't even read on how to do a podcast, but we're going to start publishing, you know, like the whole thing that we're just going for it. I'm really honored by that. And I love the honesty and the integrity that comes along from being willing to just go for it and be fearless and not be afraid of doing some really crappy episodes and not be afraid of doing some bad audio and not be afraid of doing something amazing at the same time because we are inherently, we get very afraid of being amazing. We get very afraid of being incredible. We get very afraid of being a virtuoso you know, so that practice, the opportunity, the example set by either of us to just show up and to go for it. And the examples that we've had inspire us to do that, you know, that we look up to the, the podcasts and the, you know, the speakers and the leaders and the people out there that the teammates that we, we have that inspire us to continue to improve and to aspire and to achieve, you know. All that stuff. Things and couldn't, stuff. Couldn't have said the things and stuff better, <laughs> my friend. On that note, I feel like we close it out and onward yeah. we go. You know, and family, for reals, we say it every time. And I, I'm a fan of, of that because we do, we love you. We really, really love you. We do love you. And uh, And we're stoked you're with us and... Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey for reals. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Two years. Toddlers. <laughs> Toddlers. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. <laughs>